Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin, and Chris will be joining me here in just a moment. We are going to sit down and talk with Josh and Eric of great SLC band Suburban Hellkill. Uh, we've actually done the interview prior to recording this portion of the episode. So I know you're in for a treat. Eric, Josh have a lot of great things to say about their band Suburban Hellkill, along with other projects that they're involved with. Uh, we had a great time talking about the SLC punk scene, putting together their music, what's led to what they're doing, and uh, what they're involved with. So let's just jump right into some music. I'm going to surround this interview with a couple bands, a couple Salt Lake City bands. We talked about some of these bands. Uh, the first one up is a band that Josh has also joined and he's now playing with. This is a track that was recorded and released prior to Josh joining, but this is The One Too Many's Salt Lake City Band. They put out the EP Spell Attic EP, and this is the Sock Hop Stomp. interview josh has joined the band uh great band love the one too many chris and i saw them we're going to talk about that as well uh really great combining that 50s rock with some cool punk this great band they know how to play we love it uh we're going to play a couple tracks here from suburban hell kill then we're going to jump into the interview after the interview we're going to listen to a couple more tracks uh, first one, Suburban Hellkill. We have played this track on the show before, but it's great. This is DC and Flames.
All right, since I had this track, this was the original track that I played on uh, episode 62.5 when we had Josh and Eric on the show originally. Uh, go to their Bandcamp page. They have an EP, Jesus Was a Nihilist. There's three tracks on there, including DC and Flames. The next one I'm going to play is Dead Leaves and Broken Dreams. We have a great conversation about both these tracks and the lyrics, what Josh was thinking. Uh, this is a great band. We love this band. Uh, love the sound. Josh is right. They don't sound like anybody. They, they do their own thing. For sure, a great punk band, but uh, I can't put my finger on, you know, that they sound like something specific. Uh, let's jump into Dead Leaves and Broken Dreams. Put my head down, get track dead leaves and broken dreams definitely my favorite uh, i like all three tracks but it's definitely my favorite off of jesus was nihilist uh we're going to talk about it here in a moment uh new record deal so new ep coming new lp coming really looking forward to that uh up next chris joins me with josh and eric joining us live live here in uh, beautiful downtown salt lake ish city from Suburban Hell Kill, Josh and Eric, guys, thank you for joining us so much. Hey, thanks, thanks for having us. us. Yeah. And yeah. We've, we've just been sitting here bullshitting and, and uh, kind of picking your guys' brain, talking about, you know, just kind of what it's like being in a band in general. Well, tell us what's going on with Suburban Hell Kill. 
So we just got a record deal. Mystic Records. Mazel tov. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're an indie label, but they're pretty big indie label. They had uh, No Effects was signed to them years ago. Like one of their first couple albums came out on Mystic. Doctor No. All kinds of other bands through the the eighties and nineties. But uh, yeah, they heard us on Reverb Nation or Bandcamp. One of those. It was Reverb. We got a few songs up there. Hit us up. We weren't really too sure what to think about it at first. Did like a little FaceTime uh, meeting with, her name's Candace. She's like the owner of the label. And uh, still not too sure what to think about it. But after, you know, she told us about the deal. That's a pretty sweet deal, you know? <laughs> what is so, the deal so, in town? Yeah, what, what can you tell us about the deal? So right now we have a few songs that are, uh, they're rough mixes, but they want to take those and release release them on all platforms digitally uh we're recording a six song ep right now as soon as that's done they're gonna manufacture put it on a cd and whatever mm-hmm. put it everywhere digitally put it on a cd and cassettes i guess that's a thing now too yeah yes, oh, yes it is back they're this coming. guy i love it i love this it here I don't even have a cassette player, but DI, right? Two bucks. Dude, we found for real. We, there's like a hundred dollar. It's got a turntable, a CD player, and a cassette player. It's like an all-in-one thing. And it's meant to look like an old-timey kind. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. That's where I get my cassettes on. Let's yeah. go. Plug yeah. It in. So they that's they're fucking gonna, badass. They're gonna manufacture all that, uh, put all the money into it, and then distribute it. So it's gonna be sold in stores awesome. all around the U.S. and Canada. Cool. Hey. So, yeah. They. Tons of stores all over they have, little deals with, and then we, we're we working on probably like five or six more songs right now that we've all, had. Are you doing songs. all new stuff, or are you using stuff that like we've seen you yeah, play? Yeah, so we're using, we're going to use like the, the set list that we've been playing now mm-hmm. for the for the EP, but we have like a yeah. whole, I don't know, a whole album's worth of like partial songs. Pretty much. We got like four <laughs> or five songs that are kind of half written. Whether we got like music for it and no lyrics, or we got lyrics and we don't have music to put it to, so it's kind of all over the place. But I don't know. For like the last month and a half, we've been trying to sit down and get everything written out. Yeah, and it's just <laughs> I don't know. There's just been so much happening, and we can't really sit down right now <laughs> to yeah. just work everything out musically. Once we get our so after we release the EP, we're gonna record a full length with mm-hmm. some of the new stuff that we're working on now. They're gonna take that and press it onto vinyl too. Which yeah. Is like, Holy shit, man! I remember like being younger and like if I could, <laughs> I know I've made it. If I actually have a record on vinyl that's like sold in a record store, then I know I've actually like right. made it. So right. it's happening. And that's you know, awesome. We have the backing from them. You know, a lot of these like indie labels, the kind of deals they make is. You know, they want bands to put up a bunch of money to to help mm. with the manufacturing and stuff yeah. or with the recording or whatever. We we do the recording ourselves, but they're putting all the money into us to manufacture and distribute the album. Awesome. So like on the vinyl and everything, which is really cool because that means that, uh, yeah, they believe in us enough to where they feel like they can sink that kind of money into us. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, come out breaking even or making some money on the other end. So they get half of whatever uh, revenue is generated from from the album. From from this one, when is so? What's the release schedule? We haven't worked that out yet. Will you then do like a tour or something to back that up? What you know? What's kind of maybe the? I guess I'm I'm looking into the future here for you guys. What would be the long run of this? So she has mentioned uh, throwing us out on tour. It's all kind of based off of 
Uh, so we're working on a release date now. We still got a few more songs that we got to record mm-hmm. in order to have like the right. actual EP because we only have a few songs right now that yeah. are gonna be released digitally. Depending on how well that does, the kind of uh, feedback we get from it. She was talking about, you know, they'll be able to tell like what cities and what states uh, the people are listening to our music or like it the most, and then they want to work out some sort of tour. We haven't worked out any of the bugs on that. It's just got to release. It's been discussed, but we don't. You know, we don't have anything solid, but that is definitely the idea. Well, quick catch up. You guys were on the show with us previously back uh, in the summer. Uh, and so at that point you had, and up to right now you have what, three tracks? Is that what's recorded? Three tracks. Yeah. Okay. So people well, can I mean, get we, that on Bandcamp and Reverb Nation, right? You yes. can go listen there. Yeah. So on Bandcamp, it's uh, suburbanhellkill.bandcamp.com. And I believe the same for Reverb Nation. Yeah. We do have a couple more songs that are just about finished. I just gotta record the vocals. I'm such a perfectionist when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to vocals. I don't know if I'm ever gonna like my voice. You know, I don't know if it's just like a singer thing. You just like, can't accept his human like flaws. All singers say that. I just don't like the way my voice sounds. But when I listen to it, I know it can be better. It's tricky recording vocals. You know, recording the music is so easy, but it's like something gets lost in between playing live or practicing together mm. and then in the studio. You know. You're standing there, the music's playing through headphones, everybody's staring at you, they don't hear the music, and you're just there, like, belting it out. Something just gets lost, and it's, like, really hard to hone in on that same energy and get that same tone. So, I gotta finish those vocals. When that's done, then we'll have the EP for them to release, and then, then we're working on the full length. You record it, are you recording it, then every, every piece separate, you record the vocals separate from the music... So yeah. you're just hearing the music in your head when you're singing. Through headphones. Right, right. That, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cans, right? You're just thinking just, about just it. Just thinking it's about like, it. Oh, yeah, this part I'm pretty sure <laughs> this part was great. I remember. But, uh, uh, but on the other end is a window, and then everybody... Just staring at you. On the other side of the window, <laughs> staring at me, waiting for me to get it done. You you're know? doing good, buddy. <laughs> no, it's not that. They're like, you need to finish. Like, come on. It's is, good. And I'm like... Oh. Not, not a lot of positive reinforcement, then? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it, 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 I a, can't hear them, you know. So when they're smiling <laughs> and laughing, I don't know. They're just smiling like, like this guy's a dick. <laughs> yeah, so... I don't know. Maybe I just need to get over that whole thing. Because when I play the, the songs that we do have for other people and tell them, like, you know, uh, I'm not sure if I want to keep those vocals. I might want to redo mm-hmm. them. Everyone says, dude, keep them. They sound really good. Like, keep those right. vocals. So maybe I just need to get over that whole, like, <laughs> it doesn't sound good enough. It's not, I don't know. You have some other things that you're working on as well. I do, gosh. yeah. So, they, so does he, too. About yeah. there as well. So, yeah, I'm in the... Outside of Suburban Hell, you know, man, I got my other project that I started when Suburban was in kind of limbo uh, just uh, last year. And it was a project I got off the, I was working on for four years, trying to get it off the ground. Uh, kind of like more metallic, hardcore stuff that I'm, you know, dived into. <laughs> and and I got a bunch of my friends together. We started, uh, I started teaching them all these songs that I was writing. And then I got the group together. And then we all started playing shows. And... And so now I'm trying to balance that out, now that Suburban Hell Kills got rolling again. <laughs> and on top of that, it's just like writing for shows as well. I'm a part-time slug writer. Okay. As a you know, music writer for Slug Magazine. and Which is yeah, perfect, because we can have I've him seen write up just review say, on us. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but doing yeah, every review, but doing really great. Now I know why Suburban Hell Kill gets such good press on Slug Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny, like, uh, when... 
uh, I guess when Josh sent in our demo to Slug Magazine, <coughs> they say they put it in the queue and then they're like listening to it. Okay, hey, this sounds like something Eric might be into. Then they sent me the album. It's like, hey, we got this band, Suburban Hellkill. Do you want to review the album? Um, I'm not sure if I can. Why? Because I'm on this album. <laughs> so, oh, uh, okay. So they gave it to somebody else, and he he liked the review. I mean, he gave us pretty favorable. I would say. Sure, that was like the best review ever. That yeah. guy loved us. <laughs> he seemed to be. He totally nailed it too. Like you could tell that he really listened to it. Yeah. Because right. He understood what we were all about. Yeah. We're we're not just a punk band, and we never wanted to be just a punk band. When we started it. It was always my intent and goal, and I'm pretty sure. You know, he's with me on that. Yeah. Just to start a band uh, to write songs that you can't really compare to other bands, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that we've done that, too. Everyone that we've asked, like, hey, like, what do you, who do you think we sound like? It stumps everybody, you know. <laughs> because, you know, I grew up listening to, like, 80s thrash, you know. Metallica, mm-hmm. Sepultura, Machine Head, Pantera, all that stuff way back in the 80s. And then I was huge into metal in the 90s. And then uh, early 2000s, more like hardcore. So we brought together like 80s thrash, 90s metal, like new age melodic hardcore, and then threw punk rock in it. But started like, instead of throwing all those styles together, like blending them together to create one sound, which wasn't easy to do. You know, anyone can throw all those styles together, but making like those four work and to come out with one sound. Yeah. It was tricky. It took like, I took a step back from playing in bands for. I don't know. I was in so many bands back in the day, and I was just bored. You know, everything I was coming up with, I was bored. The bands I was playing in, I was just bored of everything. So I just stopped playing in bands, and I wanted to, like, create, like, a different style that wasn't really going on here. So that's what I did. I took four years off of playing in bands and just, like, tried to bring this idea to life. Yeah, it took some time, but once I finally had it, uh, then I had to find the right guys to be in the band. And that was hard, too, because people, <laughs> you know, you say you, you have a punk band that you want to start, and everyone thinks it's going to be, like, standard three power chords the whole yeah. time. <laughs> right. And uh, it was really hard to find people to join this band yeah. that didn't want to change everything. And like, no, it doesn't really sound punk, and that's not <laughs> punk, and that's not punk. But Eric, I mean, this guy listens to so many different kinds of music, too. Yeah. <laughs> the original drummer we had, he didn't really say anything. He just, like, played whatever we played. <laughs> His job was just to play drums. He uh, was the living drum machine. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, it, it took some time to get the right guys. But, like, once I got him in, yeah, it just, like, really came together. And you can hear it. You can hear it in the music, you know. It's not just straight punk rock. I mean, some of our songs are, like, borderline 80s thrash, you know. Yeah. Uh, maybe not the ones that we have on Bandcamp right now, but some of the other ones that we have, they I are mean, uh, yeah, it's they're kind so of, different. And that's even uh, kind of across genre, right? I mean, we've, we've talked about kind of what happened in the 80s with, you know, with with many punk rock acts going in that direction, right? That's, yeah. that's, that's one of the directions of punk rock was thrash. And so, you know, it... It's part of the branch, you know. I mean, it's it's in the same family, so it's easy to say, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna put some thrash to it." And we hear so many bands that we listen to and review music on, and we say, "Hey, that sounds like it's got a little bit of thrash to it, doesn't right. it?" I, I like the the idea of taking thrash and 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 melodic hardcore, and 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 creating something that's your own, right? It, it's it's so much more important, I think, to try to. Not not try to, oh, just fucking invent something. Let's just take two things that don't match and yeah. fucking throw them together. Mm. You know, call me Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> 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 you 
you know, but take things that, that are in the same family and, and, and have the different elements of it. I, I think that it, it, it lends itself to being smarter music, yeah. right? Um, what, what other things do you have going on, Josh? Man, I got like five. I probably have like four or five things going on. So uh, the band I was in before I started Spurton Hellcat, last time we talked to you guys, I was kind of like telling you the story about my old band. Yeah. How that drummer, he was having a, a new baby and his wife right. like made him quit. Well, uh, <laughs> turns out, like, <clears throat> that marriage, some stuff was going on there, uh, so he is divorcing her, and he Holy got, he got in touch with me after a couple of years, like, hey, you still want to play? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I want to play. They got so, free time, man. Yeah, so we started jamming, his name is Jason, he came back, it was just a trio before, it was me on vocals and guitar, and him on drums, we had a different bass player. Um, so we're bringing all those songs back. I don't want to really be on vocals for this project though, so I'm just playing guitar. Uh, we found a couple other great guys to come in. To come in, um, Eric actually is playing bass for us. So yeah, we're in two bands together now. He <laughs> wore me down enough. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll play. It's fun. Like we had such great songs too. It sucked to just have to put those songs on the shelf. You know, that's the first band I ever did. Where I was a front man and, and a singer. I never wanted to be a, a, a singer or a front man. I just want to play guitar and hide out. Just want to look. I just want to stand over here and look cool. <laughs> yeah, just like just look at the singer. Just <laughs> so yeah, we're playing those songs again. But I'm just gonna focus on guitar. We got another guitar player too. A great guitar player. A really good songwriter. We have another singer coming in. Um, He's gonna. We're gonna like work some of my vocals, some of my lyrics. He's. Mm -hmm. I don't expect him to like do everything. You know, sing all my songs, all my lyrics. You know. <laughs> no, you're singing it wrong. Yeah, right. So <laughs> sounds better when I do it. <laughs> there's a couple songs that we're gonna keep, but I want him to. You know, I want him to blossom and write stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm just playing guitar for that band. We've renamed it Dead Senate. Dead Senate. Dead Senate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. It's kind of. Yeah, and then. Um, Star Wars um, theme. There's a band that we met. I think so did you see Star Wars theme? It's kind of yeah, like Star kind Wars. Of. I'm, not, I'm not a Star Wars guy. You guys, but, you guys wearing Stormtrooper hats coming out? He probably will. Uh, oh, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll paint myself green and I'll just yeah. go around on my knees. There you go. <laughs> Naked. Um, but I'll do all the back. I'll do all the backing vocals backwards so it sounds like Yoda. <laughs> sounds good. All right, I like it. The show that you guys came and, and saw us at, do you remember the band, The One Too Many's? Yes. Yes, we right. do. Yeah. So I am playing lead guitar in that band. They're now, great. Too. Yeah, I so, really enjoy that. So me and Bo, the singer, we became like really good friends. Are and, there, uh, is there now One Too Many? Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> what I said. Where were we at when we get to One Too Many? There are two too many. No, there's two that too was many? a joke I said, like, no, I'm the One Too Many. <laughs> but anyways, uh, like me and Bo, we became really good buddies. Um, the first time I heard that band, like, I just... Man, I believed in those guys from the start. As soon as I heard it, one of my friends, Brody, from years ago, uh, he was telling me, like, hey, my cousin's in a band, and you should check him out. He sent me the link. I didn't listen to him forever, because I have so many people telling me, like, hey, my friend's in a band. You should check him out, or whatever. <laughs> but he wore me down. I finally listened to him. I was like, holy shit, these guys are really good. Yeah, I was honored. I couldn't believe it when he asked me to be a part of that band, too. They, you know, they asked me to come in and play lead guitar. I'm There's not, a four of you in the band then? Yeah. Now? I'm not a lead guitar player, you know, solos and leads and stuff, but, uh, like, he thinks that I can do it. So, anyways, we've been getting together the past couple of months working all the songs. I actually, cool. like, 
kind of surprised myself because I am a lead guitar player, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out, and uh, man, I am just, I am so excited about that project. I really think those guys got something going on, you know. That's cool. They're sitting on some hit songs, so. Um, yeah, we, we liked them too. I mean, we, both of us, I was like, holy crap, these very guys good. are great. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great really, songwriters. It, yeah, and it's really interesting, I mean, the fact that we're at this, you know, this venue we're talking about, for those listening, we're talking about a fucking garage, pretty much, that we were fucking watching. The, you know, Crane came out from Czech Republic. the Czech Republic. They came all the way to Salt Lake City from the Czech Republic to play in front of 30 of us. And uh, yeah, and two other, three other bands. Like seven, I think I counted seventeen. Well, people. I'm trying. To, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Well, that included all the. Well, the, every the crowd was the bands. Yeah, right? yeah, it was, yeah. It was, uh, You guys, like us, right there. The one yeah. too many. Seventeen. I'm yeah. pretty yeah. sure that the four of us were probably the sound guy. Let's yeah. be honest. Oh, yeah. oh, sitting guy. next to the sound guy. The sound guy, <laughs> the sound guy wanted nothing to do with being there either. He was right. just like, "Fuck this job." Yeah. But it was. The, the level of what was being played in front of us was so high. You right. know, it, it's frustrating as a fan of, of this genre of music to be stuck in such a small box, literally. We were shoved in this tiny little box. Yeah, like the size of this room. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, if the ceiling was higher, we'd be, uh, we might have more space Barely from wall higher. to wall. <laughs> <laughs> Probably do it in here, but um, <laughs> at least you have a fucking kitchen. <laughs> I always complain about the food. There's no food at these fucking venues. No. How hard would it be to have craft services? I'm just saying. Yeah. But right. um, the the level of talent that was there was just beyond what we should have been in, and uh, you guys were excellent, and uh, it was awesome to see you guys. It was our first time in that venue as well. And it's definitely the first time I've been there. You know. I think I bought drugs outside, but <laughs> they they give them away out there outside. Yeah, <laughs> you don't even have to buy them. Shit, I paid. Um, <laughs> but um, no, it's it, it's a lot of fun, you know, being able to go to these. There was these great energy and, in that and, show, and, right? There was. Yeah, and, you know, we were all great having energy. a great time, and, uh, and I have no real complaints. I, I I like to complain just to complain. That's just the nature uh, of who I am. Yeah, that's true. What what is in the near future for you guys? Uh, any plans on any shows or, or anything like that coming we, up soon? We have a show on uh, May 18th, Soundtrap yeah. in Ogden, with the Mindless and a band called Version 2 out of Ogden. Oh, yeah. yeah Those guys were at that show. They were at that show. We know them yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the Mindless. Yeah. Angel was way excited show. about that. Yeah. 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 yeah, we played so many shows with the Mindless. They're like our, yeah. our show Fucking great. Yeah. partner spot. Festival in uh, somewhere in Oregon. We're yeah, supposed to be playing too. It's like right outside Portland, something like that. Yeah, so like soap, soap Fest. Soap Magazine. It's like an anarchist magazine. Cool. They're having a Soap Fest out in Oregon. I don't know exactly where. Everybody gets clean and too. tosses off a of government, eh? Yeah, right. <laughs> so. Suburban Hellkill is like my main focus right now. Absolutely. Especially now we got like label support and. Right. Now we have like. Not so much deadlines, but kind of like pressure. Like we gotta get this. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We you know before we didn't have anyone right. other than ourselves saying like we gotta get this album done. We gotta get that. But now we really do. Yeah. The faster we get it done, the faster we can hit the road. Have, you know. Have have you know you have these relationships with these other bands in the area? 
Um, what's been kind of the response to you guys as far as other bands that you know in the area here, uh, whether it be just to Suburban Hellkill or even to uh, those who know about the, the record deal you guys are doing? Pretty much every band that we've played with mm. has told us after, like, holy shit, you guys, <coughs> you guys tore it up. You guys are going to be big. You guys are going to make it, you know? And I just thought it was like, you know, people saying nice things, but then the next show we played, all the bands told us the same thing. And the right. next show we played, they told us the same thing. So, you know, like, I I know that I write good songs. I know that we have good songs, but I don't know that other people know that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. to me, they're good, but I don't, I never know what their response is going to be. I don't know how they sound to you or to you, but, um, you know, from the start, everybody was telling us that. So, like, that was a great confidence boost, you know, because there were so many times where, like, I think the shit that we're playing sucks, or I just, like, don't even right. want to be in this band anymore. <laughs> like, screw this band. I hate Eric. <laughs> dick's four times bigger than mine. <laughs> but uh, when people tell you that kind of stuff, when it happens over and over and over and over and over again, it's, you start to, like, believe it. Like, okay, maybe we are good, and that's, like, that <laughs> that keeps you going. And then um, as soon as we threw stuff online, I mean, we were getting hit up by... All sorts of other labels to be on their comps, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Vicious Mis Mistress Records put us on their comp. Cool. Um, right. Last week, Die Laughing Records that they have the vibrator sound to them. Oh, cool. Union Thirteen, some big bands, they threw us on their podcast. So, um, but it's still, it's it's when people tell us that we did really good or we're really good. Like I never, you know, like the the cynical side of me is right, like, are they right, right, or or. Uh, I was like very shocked when we got hit up by the label too, especially when I looked into it and look, looked up the label and saw all the bands that were signed to them. I don't know, man. It's still kind of surreal. Like I've been shooting awesome. this for. I started playing guitar twenty years ago. Like I, like I've been shooting for this to be in a band that's actually got like label support and a record, and record stores. And that's that's. It's gonna be a people we're, around the country. We're so close to it. We're, we're so close vinyl. to it. You just so, gotta finish laying down tracks. <laughs> Yep, got to finish laying down tracks. Um, That's awesome. Live performance I think it's, helps. Yeah, and I think it's... performance is exceptional. It's yeah, really yeah, you know, we put a... I don't know, when, when you play music like this, I think it de it, it deserves to be delivered with the, the right intensity, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. We're a, we're a high-energy band, and when there's, like, bands like us, like, when I go to shows and I see, like, you know, metal bands or hardcore, like, high-energy uh, bands, and they're just staring their... Yeah. Sitting there, like standing there, right. like their singers just walking around, around back and, and forth, just it's, like it's fun right. for it's fun for three or so songs. But if they're if not, that, if they're not in it. They're not delivering it. Yeah. Like, the right intensity. There needs to be a, a certain amount of showmanship that 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 occurs. Yeah. If you're gonna go to a live show, you know, right? And, and well, I think that that's the that's the bread and butter of. Of this, right? That's yeah. why people want to go to the show. Otherwise, we could sit home and play the record. But we yeah, want to go right, exactly. for the experience. You guys are great. Two examples I have: the Bronx. If you haven't seen the Bronx, oh, I no, have. the Bronx are amazing. I have seen the Bronx. They sound great, but exceptional live. And then on the flip yes. side of that, I know people will be unhappy with me saying this, but fans of Lamb of God, I went and saw Lamb of God. It was like there were X's on the stage, and those guys' feet were fucking glued to their you have to stay on your. Ex. And the stage was huge. It was at Usana Amphitheater, and those guys. Oh. Did not move off their X's. Like they just stayed in their spot, super far spread out. At least like the run... singer had a small area, you know, where he was. 
Was that the Maybe Slipknot like show? Yes. I was there too. So yes. Randy <laughs> Blythe, the, the singer, he was moving around quite a bit, but you're right, the other dudes. Right, it's like they, they were frozen, like their feet were locked into place and yeah. they couldn't go. And yeah, the singer, he moved around, yeah. but only so much. I mean, Slipknot come on and those guys are all over the place. Oh, man. That's different. Yeah. They executed but somebody. Lamb of God's a great band. Songs, but live, it was like, uh, okay. Yeah, and if people are coming there to see the show, it's only fair that, like, you give them a good show. But it's not like we were trying, like, all right, let's go out there. Let's have high energy. That's just the way we are, you know? Yeah, That's right. just how we're passionate about sure. music. And even when we practice, we get into it like that. We're just having fun. That's just, like, well, the, crowd feeds the way, yeah. And we feed off them. What exactly. Yeah, and it works around. If you go watch more... a stand-up comedian, and comedian's yeah. like, uh, you know, he might say something really here's, funny, but here's he's Here's the just, joke that I uh, told last year. Uh, and I'm going to recycle gonna this. Like, eh, okay, whatever. But you go out there, and you have a personality. You know, the band's personality really comes out when, when they perform. Yeah. yeah. And it's always been like a big thing for us too to get the crowd involved as much right. as we can. Yeah. Like, we've played, uh, we played the Misfits Skulls song, and we it was supposed to be just like a one time thing. Like, right. hey, let's play Skulls, but <laughs> let's ask somebody from the crowd to come up and sing it. Oh, uh, cool! And it, it worked out, and it was awesome. And we've played it pretty much like every show since. And every <laughs> show awesome. we say like, okay, that's the last time we're gonna play Skulls. But we do it the next time. But we always ask somebody from the crowd, like, hey, yeah. we know that somebody knows the lyrics to that song. Right. Because we, we don't. Bring, we, yeah, we never <laughs> learned it. We, we never, never learned, learned it. We learned how to play it on guitar, and that's it. Yeah. Oh, man, we, that was, we never bothered to learn the lyrics. So it's like, we kind of need someone to... Actually, no, I learned some of the lyrics. But it's just, just really... recently. Now we have a safety net. <laughs> it's so fun for the for the crowd, though. Like, yeah. They get to see their buddy go up there and sing with us, and it, like, it connects, we connect. Um, Absolutely. You know, we try to, like, crack jokes and talk to people in the crowd, like, yeah. every... Between every song, like, we want... We're all there for the same thing, you know what I mean? Right. And it's not like, oh, we're the band, uh, we connect like these, like, you know, whatever. Um, we're fans, too, like we were talking about earlier. Right. So, we're all there for the same thing you know having that crowd interaction and that connection right. too man and like yeah. how, i just like i'm thinking about how many bands i've seen how many shows i've gone to and like they kill it live and it's the first time i've ever heard the band and like yeah and then i go out and buy their cd and right. it's like terrible you know yeah. <laughs> so boring and just like overproduced and whatever so right like, yeah. you know. it's like why didn't you guys just do this in one take yeah right you gotta have you gotta have good music and you know just, right so Outside of playing like a good show, you know, we know that people are gonna look us up, so like we put a lot of work into that too. So I'll never be happy with the recordings, probably. You know. <laughs> but it's okay, well, I'll just have our live performances. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's the one thing that I'm like a total perfectionist, perfectionist about, you know, like I'm so OCD about like the band. And I try so hard not to be like a, a control freak, you know. I try it's really, really hard. Like, <laughs> this is the one band where I've been in where the other dudes just kind of like they believe in like the the songs and they they believe in the direction and the vision and they just kind of like they don't fight me on everything. So uh, it's because writing with this guy is just such a tedious process because we'll all be we'll just be jamming in the living room. It's like, what do you think about this? Nah, I don't like that. What do you think about this though? Oh, let's revise this. And it's just like, okay, we spent two weeks on one fucking song, and it's like halfway done. <laughs> but Eric knows what I'm talking about. It's like, you know, as far as being the the songwriter, his other band, Anonymous, you guys got to check him out. So they're, I was going to ask you, you didn't mention the name, so it's yeah. Anonymous. Oh, I did? Yeah. 
Well, we that's why because it it's anonymous. <laughs> we, were, we thought it was a secret. I didn't want to. I didn't want. I was going to circle back to it. Anonymous in parentheses, hardcore. But uh, yeah, he's totally. like the main guy in that band. He writes everything. You know, the, his bandmates believe in his vision, so they just sit right. back and they play his songs, and that's kind of yeah. cool. What's going on here? But uh, I'm I love going and seeing his band play. <laughs> Seriously, it's so cool. You know, to see like. Because I don't see uh, Eric when we're playing, you know. He's right. got so much energy because I'm focused on seeing. I don't know what's going on over here, but, like, being out in the crowd and watching, like, this guy's a fucking showman right here. Right. He's a performer, so. I'm surprised you have energy. I've seen you at numerous shows, including that show where you're playing, and you are active. Yeah. <laughs> well, well the first he's in the, being young. First he's in the crowd fighting everybody. <laughs> And, like, then, going up and, and then he goes off on stage, I'm like, fuck, now he's going to play. <laughs> when you see him on stage, too, if you don't know him, like, he looks like a fucking maniac psycho. Like, dude, stay away from that guy. <laughs> but outside of that, he's like the nicest, friendliest dude in the world. It's pretty cool, you know? Awesome. Like, music can be like that one thing where you, that's where you get your aggression out, you know? Right. And uh, I think everybody has, like, some sort of outlet, you know? We use music Absolutely. for it. Yeah. And by this is our outlet. We we yell into microphones and hope that somebody's listening. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it is, <laughs> whoever it is, if anybody. I wonder so much about the local scene, and and it's something that kind of a a mission statement of ours is making the local, taking the local scene and making it global. Did I mess your mission statement up there? No. It applies for everywhere, but we for sure right. do that here. Yes, and and it's making the local scene global. There it is. That's what it. That's what it was. And and one of the efforts that we make is taking these Salt Lake City bands and say, hey, check this out. Yeah. You know, people in Paraguay. Right. And, and <laughs> that's the thing is, we will find all those bands that are local bands from wherever they are, but where you right. odds are not likely, especially a lot of the European bands, whatever. We're not going to see them live. Those bands in Salt Lake, we get a sea life. But other people don't. And right. so it's, it's awesome to have that opportunity to share some of what our flavor is here. Absolutely. Salty punk rock. Yeah. Salty punk rock. A little yeah. bit of salt. <laughs> There's a, I can't believe how good this scene is here. Not just punk rock, but just the, the local scene. There's so many yeah. like, talented yeah. bands here. It's crazy. And moving up. I mean, you know, we see, you know, you guys, I think you guys are just fucking fantastic. Thank you. Press Gang Union. We yes. absolutely yeah. love them. I think they're, there's something that, you know, it's one of those bands. Jail City you, Rockers. You, you, yes, yes, absolutely. We're going to see them. Punk Rock Bowling. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, there's those bands and you're just like. There's something there. Hi-Fi Murder, I think they're really good. I oh, love yeah. Hi-Fi. They're one of our, like, we, we play shows with them on Life Has A Way. Have you guys listened to Life Has A yes. Way? Yes. Yeah. La-ha. Yes. La-ha. If you haven't heard LSDO, I don't know if you've heard those guys yet. They're really tight with the Hi-Fi I've Murder. seen, yeah, I've seen, like, their, I've seen their stuff. Yeah, so they're, they're a really, really good, talented band, too. So there's, I mean, that's it's, just to name a few, too. But it's, yeah, so. and, and it, it's, it's amazing how good our, our our local scene really is and and the opportunity for 
you guys to, to be able to branch out further. You know, Gel City Rockers, we're going to see them in Vegas. They're going to have that opportunity as it's well. It's a great opportunity for yeah. them. Um, it's a huge festival. And we're actually, like, on the punk rock bowling bill, too. Like, yeah, uh, yeah right? Yes. I can't get over it. I'm like, uh, oh, that's one of ours. Yes. But so, it, and that's so. the cool thing. It's easy to root for, right? It's easy for us to root for each other. And I, I think that that is, if, if I was going to leave it just with one thing and say, this is what Salt Lake Punk is. It, it's everybody roots for everybody. Yeah, and and it's awesome to see. You know, hey, that's that's us. That's one of our guys. You know what I mean? We're getting we're gonna go to punk rock bowling no matter what and have fun. But one of our guys is gonna yeah. be there. <laughs> we're gonna be there when they're on stage, and we're gonna let everybody know that's our. Those are our guys. You know, and it's so awesome to have that opportunity to. To, to see that and and you guys having this opportunity to to branch out it's just it's it's fantastic to see so many locals you know yeah festival in Oregon yeah, yeah the yeah. An, anarchy soap anarchy fest yeah soap fest soap fest substitute uh, oppression anarchy <laughs> pirates <laughs> yeah just put pirates on the end just put pirates on the end substitute oppression anarchy Progressives. Pirates are cooler than progressives. Yeah. <laughs> anarchy, anarchy pirates. Anarchy progressive pirates. <laughs> oh man. And and you know, you you mentioned Dustin loves music with a message. Yes. And and you know, you you, you uh, I see all your posts and everything with all the anarchy stuff. I'm always like, Yes, that's right. <laughs> and um and, and of course your your tag on Bandcamp is that you are anarcho punk. Maybe well, just one of them, yeah. Yeah, and, and hardcore and hardcore punk and hardcore thrash punk and punk rock and Salt Lake City. Good tag. I like that tag. I didn't know that was a fucking tag. They only give you six, so you really gotta put so you like, one of the six main themes. You gotta think it through. Well, I just clicked on Salt Lake City one. It's not looking too good other than you. But anyways, <laughs> we need to fix that. Tell us about the messages that you want in your music uh, that, that, that mean something to you. I mean, I've, there's so many... I mean, we've, we've literally, on episode 62.5... Did I get that right? You got that right. Fucking A. On 62.5, like I fucking know, we talked about... Uh, in a perfect world and DC and flames and and we we talked about some of the music but maybe just kind of a general you know here's the themes that 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 mean something to suburban Hellkill. okay so well I've lived here for uh, I don't know half my life maybe the majority of my life mm -hmm. you know growing in like a, such a I don't have any issues with with religion organized religion I'm not trying to like bark on that and you know talk shit because uh, I whatever anyone's about you know <laughs> if that makes you happy but growing up in a city that's uh, in a neighborhood I should say you know when, when we first moved here living in this like total LDS neighborhood and not being LDS you know and just like I wasn't allowed to join the Boy Scouts stuff like that right. you know there was uh, families in my neighborhood they wouldn't even talk to us you know right just treated us like we just didn't exist because we weren't a part of their religion. So, you know, kind of built up some animosity towards that, towards uh, organized religion. And, and, like, my main thing is just be yourself, you know. Right. Just be yourself, believe what you want, and don't... Who cares what anyone else believes, you know? The government, you know, we were talking about this <laughs> earlier. I don't want to sound all cliche. You're like, the government! The well, government, no, and, and, and it, well, you're not, because it is, it's definitely something that's near and dear to my heart as well. Is the, Dustin's seen me go on 
rants. And he's like, so I'm just going to turn up the music and turn down Chris's mic. <laughs> and I'm still like, and another thing, those motherfuckers tax us for that shit twice. Yeah. So don't worry about sounding cliche because okay. I'm okay with that. So so we're a punk band, but we're not one of those like happy punk bands like Gutter Mouth or whatever that like <laughs> sing jokey songs about like donkeys sleeping with your mother and stuff like that. Like our that lyrics, sounds pretty fucking hardcore. Our, actually. Our lyrics, <laughs> it's the donkey show song. <laughs> you know that we were talking about earlier, like outlets. You know this is my outlet. You right. Know, I have a lot of bottled and pent up stuff. My mind's always thinking, and I'm always thinking about stuff that I like don't like or I'm frustrated about instead of thinking about things that I do like I'm picking out <laughs> constantly picking out stuff that I don't like or things that I have problems with things that I have issues with um, this is just like my way of working through all that you know frustrations with you know the way things the way things are ran you know as far as I'm concerned like Washington is just it's just a machine you know what I mean mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who's who's running what who's doing this who's doing that it's always gonna be ran a certain way, but it doesn't have to be, you know. It doesn't. The song DC and Flames, I don't know who you guys, like, who you believe in as far as, like, or whatever. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I no, believe no. in the working class. We, we, believe in, we believe in Trump. The one I just don't want to everybody. I don't want to offend anybody. We believe in Trump bursting in flames. Okay. So, I wrote DC. Spontaneously. I wrote DC and Flames when uh, it started to seem like uh, Trump was, it was no longer a joke, you know. Right. Like being a candidate yes. is no longer a yes. joke. Like he, it started to seem like he was, he actually stood a chance. It's like, holy shit, That's right? when I wrote that song, um. You know, that song is just about, like, the people of this nation overthrowing the government and running things the way that we see them fit. And that is, like, for the people. We, we're for the people. You know, we are the people. This nation belongs to us. So I'm anti that. I'm anti-establishment, anti-government, and uh, the things that I have problems with and issues with and the stuff that gets me all oh, worked up when I start talking about it. <laughs> I throw it into... But we're not just like a political band. That's one thing. Right. You know what I mean? I, I like I try to work through, you know, some of my own like personal demons and, and personal issues. You know, I mentioned earlier I'm in recovery. You know, I'm a recovering addict. Congrats. I spent 12 years of my life with a, with a needle at my arm. Mm. You know, took me to just the darkest, worst places. And uh, I get that out, you know. Some of my songs are about that. They're about, like, I don't come out and say, like, hey, I'm a heroin addict. <laughs> hey, who here likes heroin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but more more focusing on or touching on, like, what it did to me, how I got out of it, right. what I do now to stay away from it, uh, you know, where it took me in and what gave me, like, and, and, the and, strength to get out of it, but I don't want to just come out and say it. You know what right. I mean? The songs that I love the most is, is when you don't really know exactly what they're talking about. You can kind of make your own interpretation of it. Right. You know, so I like to do that in my songwriting so anyone can listen to that song and not know exactly what it's about. I'm talking about uh, dead leaves and broken dreams, you know. Listening to it, you wouldn't really know, but uh, I think that people can relate to, you know, the the inner conflict and the inner turmoil and the self-hatred and the self-loathing. That's just... I gotta get it all out, man. I can't keep it in, so I don't, like, you know, I don't, I don't have, I never know what I'm gonna write a song about, you know, whatever's going on that day or that week or whatever. I'm more inspired by uh, my emotions, you know. I'm not inspired, really, 
music we like there's a lot of bands and a lot of artists that i listen to that inspire me to play music but not so much like i don't sit down to write a song like i'm gonna write a song to sound like this or whatever right you know i'm inspired by whatever's going on personal issues you know social issues whatever um are you are you good whatever's inside i gotta get it out and that's what the song are are you gonna continue in that direction do you think with with the ep is it is it gonna be more of that direction where you're, you know, maybe talking about things, you know, that, that piss you off, or, or are you maybe looking to do something different from what you've done? You know, I, I, I don't really know. I, I haven't thought about it because I never know what I'm going to write a song about. Like mm-hmm. I said, I'm just like the lyrics come out, whatever I'm going through at the time, whatever I'm thinking about, whatever's on my mind at the time, like really weighing on my mind at the time, that's what I write about. Because I gotta get it out. Like I can't keep this shit bottled up. It might be a love song. I don't know. I might write some. Like I might fall hey. in love. You know. <laughs> yeah. I might write a song about bass. Writing, writing a song about a, that big teddy bear playing bass. Yeah, right. But uh, you know, this I always I always want to like write lyrics that I know that people can um, people can uh, relate to. You know. Mm-hmm. I think that's the kind of shit when you hear a song that you really relate to, that's the one that like gets you and grabs you, you know. It's important to me to connect with the listeners and the audience. So I I just I wanna write stuff that I know can help people, you know what I mean? Like writing about my whatever was going on ten years ago and where I was then and where I am now, you know, inspire people, give them hope. We do kinda have a breakup song in the works. We do. <laughs> More skiba sounding. Lord Skiba. <laughs> Lord Skeever, right? Remember that that was fucking Fat Mike last year at uh, Punk Rock Bowling. He was right. like, "Can we get a picture of Matt Skeeba up here?" He wanted. He was all fucked up on Adderall, and he's like, "We need a picture." Every song, he would stop and talk for like five minutes. Yeah. We need a picture of Matt Skeeba. He's our Lord Protector, or That's something like funny. that. He's all fucked up, and then he started talking about. The shooting in Vegas, not, oh, too, yeah. not too well. Matt Skiba's like... At least I happen to country fans. Oh, that shit. Dude, yeah. hey, he said that shit, and the whole crowd was like, ooh. <laughs> and me and... and me and, Nobody was cheering. Dude, me and Dustin like, looked at each other, other like, what the and fuck? we were like, what the fuck? And Dustin's like, we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> and we, went, we, we had a house show to go to anyways, like right then and there, so we were like, well, let's go ahead and go see somebody a little bit early. Right. And uh, so we just went ahead and just kind of... Excused ourselves. <laughs> I didn't even go that day. That was the festival show that I missed out on. Oh, okay. And then I get back, and all my friends who went, they're all telling me, "Fuck that Mike, that motherfucker." I'm like, "What happened?" Yeah, <laughs> it it got it got way sketchy, way quick, and way uncomfortable. And you're like, "Fuck, man, we got to get out of this shit." <laughs> Somebody's gonna get their ass kicked, and it's not me. <laughs> like, fuck, man. Right man, after the Boston's were so great too. Ah, such a letdown, but. Uh, their show was hard guy. to watch. They, yeah. they would play like two songs and talk for about as yeah. long as those two songs took. You know, no effect songs aren't particularly long, but then some of the <laughs> shit they were saying that he got to that were like, all right, cool, let's go watch Crim. It's yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's it's hard to see like people descend into something bad on stage, right? Where they're where you could see them just like. That guy is so high right now. He's just fucking barely hanging on. Like, just feel yeah. embarrassed for them. Right? Yeah, exactly. I'm embarrassed right now, and I'm not even the one doing it. Right. <laughs> it's not you, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, I appreciate you sharing with us, you know, your story, man. And, and that, that's awesome. You know, good luck to you. God bless you, whoever she is. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, in, in continuing on, on being clean, man, we, we have a lot of bands that we talk to, our good friends at Step 13. Right. Um, you know, specifically, uh, you know, we're going through the same thing as you. And, uh, you know, we're proud of you. Keep it up. You guys are Thank kicking you. so much ass. Appreciate I think that. you guys represent Salt Lake City well. Absolutely. I think you represent our scene and and uh, and just being fans. We yeah. we love you, and uh, we're just being fanboys here. We're just sitting here listening <laughs> to. We we're gonna go to a concert now and be like, dude, we know them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know. They've been to our house. When we're playing main when stage playing at PRB. The, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to shout up like, I remember all the lyrics from Skulls. I've been listening. Because <laughs> <laughs> we still won't know them, but... We talked to her. Shit, it's those guys. We can't fucking bring them up here. They will act like idiots. We, jump up and be like, we don't hey. do Skulls anymore. We love you, Las Vegas. Good night. Uh, dude, it's the first show. Well... <laughs> Um, well, hey, I just want to say I think it's right what you guys are doing too. We we fucking have much love and much respect for you we guys appreciate doing this. That. So we've we've had such a great opportunity. Dustin just mentioned two years in May. We've yeah, been doing this two years. Um, we've had such a great opportunity to meet so many awesome people. The people in this scene are awesome. They are kind. They support one another. And they just, you know, most of them have great messages. You know, we, we, we've only had maybe a few cringeworthy moments in interviews in the past where we're like, oh, well, we can't fucking play that. Yeah, right. Um, but for the most part, we're, we just take interviews like this and we just put them out, you know. And, and it's because, you know, the, the people in this scene are so great. And, and it's been such a pleasure to do. What, what do, uh, what are the social medias? How do people find you guys uh, online? Uh, well, we do have a Facebook page. So, Suburban Hellkill, Facebook, Duck, I don't know. I don't know. Bandcamp and the Reverb Nation. Forward yeah, slash. So. <laughs> Great picture, you guys, by the way. Your, uh, your picture here. Love those pants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> our thrift store. So, we were, playing, uh, we were playing a show at the Royal that night, which is like this... You know, not really a punk place. So we're like, let's get these crazy fucking costumes to go out. And then we chickened out at the last minute. So you didn't play the royal wearing those? No, no. We, we play the royal, but not wearing those. Because no. it's our first time. It was our first time ever playing there. And we're like, maybe we should play there, uh, like, one time before we do that. So they know that it's a joke. And they don't think that we're, like, you know, <laughs> making fun or mocking them. Or this whatever. is who we are, people. Uh, I think we should have done it anyway. <laughs> I still got those pants. I think I let my ex-girlfriend borrow them. They fit her, too. I bought them in the girl section at Sam's. <laughs> those, are, those are girl pants. The fat guy over here doesn't know anything about that. <laughs> Where can we find your other bands? The other stuff that you guys are into, if people want to check that out. So, the One Too Many's Facebook page, too. OneTooMoney's.BandCamp.com. And uh, the other two bands, we don't have pages or anything right now. Yeah, Eric, though, and, his and we do have Instagram accounts too. So. You can find Anonymous on Facebook. It's Anonymous Band, and then Anonymous Band Official on not not Facebook, Instagram. Anonymous Band Official, mm -hmm. and I think that's all we got right now. We got a we. I'm told that we have a Twitter, but I don't know of its existence. I got rid. <laughs> I dumped Twitter. I dumped Twitter like a month ago, and guess it. what? 
Nothing's changed. Yep. Pretty much. It's so... It's the worst platform. I just can't fucking figure it out. Yeah. I've never even looked at it. I have no idea. <laughs> Virtually every band has Facebook. Most of them have an Instagram, and I would say like 30% might have a Twitter. 5%? And those 30% are the big ones. Yeah. Like some of the bands on the wall, Rancid, or... They don't uh, check The Casualties... Shit, they may not check they it, but they, they actually have an that. account. Most of the other bands that we listen to, most of them don't have an account. Twitter is just like opinions, right? My opinions get me into so much shit. I have to stop like putting my opinions on Facebook because, like, man, I've, I've lost so many friends from just five like, percent of the bands out there have Grinder. <laughs> All right, one last thing, you guys. Uh, there was a drummer in the band when we saw you. You guys posted that you have a new drummer, so it's the new drummer doing stuff on. The, the EP and the forthcoming LP. Yes, so we're going to re-record all the drums. We want nothing to do with that guy anymore. Sure. We want him off the album, everything. So that's one of the things. <laughs> so he'd already done a portion of it. It's on March 5th. Yeah. New, yeah. Th- here's the post. New drummer, better drummer, better band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this. I wanted to make sure we you know, get on he, that. You had somebody else. The old drummer that we had, he didn't even like punk rock. I don't even know why he stayed in our band. He knew what he, <laughs> he, knew what he was getting himself into. It was a punk rock band from the start. He knew the songs were good. I think that's what kept him. They were we were better than any of his other bands, but uh, he just wasn't even into it. He wasn't even into punk rock. He talked shit about it. The new drummer that we got, he's in like probably seven bands, not just punk, but doom and metal and hardcore, and he's passionate about music like we are. We didn't yeah. have that. With, we didn't have that with the old drummer. So that's one of the things that's uh, kind of delayed what's going on right now because we were trying to get him up to speed. Sure. And once we get him up to speed, then it's back into the studio to redo all the drums. So. Yeah. Cool. Right on. Well, guys, thanks again for joining us. We are looking forward to everything that's coming up in the future for you guys. Especially big, the vinyl. Big bright to the collection. Out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the tape. Yeah. Yes. And uh, and that's going to be awesome. So, uh, again, thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for coming on over. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank those guys again for joining us on the show. Uh, we'll talk about that more in a second. Let's jump into some more music. We talked about this band, played them on the show before. Also here from Utah, version two off their album Childish. This is faster.
Yes. Thanks again, Josh, Eric. Uh, Chris and I always appreciate anybody taking the time to talk to us about their music and their band. Uh, most of them over the phone, since we're talking with people all over the world. It's great when we get the, the bands, especially the local bands, to come join us in uh, our recording spot here. Uh, version 2, One Too Many, Suburban Hellco. We saw them all at the same show, and all of them put on such a great show. Speaking of great shows, Punk Rock Bowling's coming up. We talked about it in the interview. Uh, this is uh, one of our locals, our, our fan favorites here, just like all these bands are. But these guys are going to be at the, the main stage or the second stage, Punk Rock Bowling. In May, go check them out in Vegas. This is the Jail City Rockers with the track Me and You. Jail City Rockers, great band live. Looking forward to seeing them on a big stage with a big crowd. We'll be up front cheering for these guys. Uh, they're going to be releasing an EP on Spotify here within the next week. And they'll have a video coincide with that. So check out Jail City Rockers, great band out of here in Salt Lake City. Yes, so we're going to wrap up this show with another new track, or at least a new track, from another group Salt Lake City band. 
Life Has a Way is going to be putting out a new album. It's coming out soon, I believe, in May. They have a track called Who's the Boss? They've already released this. hammering They're throwing their panties on stage. Songs about Adam Boss, singer for Poonhammer, another band out of Salt Lake. Salt Lake City bands, bunch of new stuff gonna be coming out. Life has a way, coming out soon. Jail City Rockers even sooner. Be on the lookout for Suburban Hellkill EP, then LP. Thank you everybody for listening. Thanks again to Josh and Eric. Chris. Play the fucking outro.